0: Welcome back everyone um i am pleased to welcome to the authors here on the air studio the legendary great writer walter mosley mr mosley welcome thank you you know uh did you like that theme music i saw you tapping your fingers i do it's very nice <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Nightwalker. i just love that that music um first of all congratulations on the release of your new book um Every man a king. This is the sequel to the first uh, king book that you wrote, correct? Yes, it's
1: the it's the, if 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 it, if this if this is a series, it's the number two in the series.
0: It's the I'm number quite two sure it's the a series. sequel,
1: but it, you know, it's another uh, I, story about him. Yeah,
0: I I would like for you to talk about King because he's an interesting character. Uh, he I had to look up, by the way, what a Bianchini whatever the car he drives is. Bianchi. Yeah,
1: Bianchina, yeah. the Bianchina. Uh, you the, had to look yeah. that
0: up and see what it was. Tell me about him and where he comes from, please. Well, he's, a, you know,
1: he's a New Yorker. He, he uh, his, 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 I think his, par- his father, at least, and maybe his mother also were kind of, uh, you know, of a criminal ilk. Uh, he's He had the, you know, the absolute opposite uh, response and, and became a policeman. Uh, and he was, you know, he made it up to detective he was very good uh and then uh he was so good as a matter of fact that he got in the way of some uh police who were doing some illegal things and making a great deal of money doing it he was uh he was um uh arrested you know and and put in and basically it was put in jail but it's really prison because it's Rikers uh and they might have even been planned to kill him, but he, but he ended up getting out but, and his whole career has been destroyed and his marriage is gone uh, and he became a private detective because it's the only thing he could do. It's the only thing he really knew in his life. Uh, I don't very, I never write about ex-policemen. A lot of people in, in, in this genre do, but I don't because you know, my characters are very questioning of the police.
0: Well, he's an interesting guy. I like his choice of cars. I told you, he also has a very um witty speech pattern i like that he's very smart and he knows how to talk to people so he's a very interesting guy he doesn't seem like an ex-cop to me he seems like he's a little bit more i don't want to say refined not that cops can't be refined but he does Mm -hmm. appear that way and um he knows a lot of people in the upper echelons of society so he's an interesting character Give us um, normally what would be your pitch on this book so we can go ahead and begin to dissect it a little bit. Oh,
1: wow, that's such an interesting question. I don't know. I'm not very good at pitching things, you know. This is, you know, he's it's a, it's a, a black ex-cop who's been framed by the police at an earlier point in his life, but who still kind of identifies as as being, you know, part of law enforcement. But he's not, and he knows he's not. And he's and he has you know he has very little going for him in his life except for his daughter who he loves very much and who loves him
0: and his grandmother and his, grandmother. Very,
1: and his grandma and his grandmother yes right and his grandmother and you know th- th- those you know that's the kind of center of his life but he also has this notion of trying to do what's right and of course uh, as is true all throughout the noir genre doing what's right is really difficult you know who's who's innocent who's not innocent who's doing the right thing who's doing the wrong thing who's guilty, who's not guilty. These are all questions that maybe never get answered, but it's very hard to answer it, even if you get that far.
0: What is interesting to me is that the gentleman that he's calling on at the very beginning of the book is a very wealthy, very old man who um, actually has some very, I don't know if it's libertarian or, or progressive ideas about splitting up his wealth among his employees, which is something... I don't know, maybe Warren Buffett would do. Um, you know, I don't know a whole lot of others who are interested in looking at the end of their life's work and um, saying, I want this to go to the people who built me up, who, who who made me who I am today. Is that a theme that you've explored before or is this kind of new? Because I know he's not the main character or the main premise of the book, but it is an interesting thought that this man is going to collect King and and connect him with this other character. So I'd like to kind of explore that a little bit.
1: Well, I mean, there are two different things. I mean, one is the fact of him and and where he sits in history. Of course, Carnegie uh, and him are on the same page, right? Right. Carnegie didn't want to leave money to his children. He wanted to leave money uh, to to the people. He understood that the nature of capitalism was to, to, you know, siphon all the wealth off of the people who, you know, who make that wealth, the workers. And his feeling was, well, after I get it all, I'm going to give it back. Uh, And because, you know, he enjoyed, you know, being successful, but he also knew what it was like to be, to be poor, to, to need. Uh, And I think that this character, he, he is the same. Uh, No, I haven't written about it before, Um, but you know, I I don't, I think in every book there's things I haven't written about before.
0: So So when you were, Starting off with this book um, and creating this character, this this old gentleman, um, how do you decide what that character's theme, his embodiment is going to be? Um, you seem to infuse a lot of your books with your personal philosophy about the way she, things should be. Is that true? I don't know, actually,
1: if that's, that's true or not. Um, and to, to go a little deeper into it, you know, I don't, I don't figure out themes before I'm writing a book. I write the book, you know, I write, I tell the story, uh, and in this book, uh, maybe six months, nine months after I'd finished it, I realized that what I was trying to do was to, uh, replace hatred with love. That's what the book is about. Uh, and, it, and it works on, on many different levels. Um, uh, but I didn't know I was writing that I was writing, you know, about this, you know, I about my main character, writing about his, his uh, grandmother, who's the, the girlfriend of this incredibly rich man, uh, and his, you know, his, his daughter and, and his crazy, crazy killer friend, Melquart Frost. And there's a whole, you know, there's a whole bunch of characters and these characters, um, you know, they're, they're finding their way, uh, through whatever uh, job they they see as theirs and um, and so but I wouldn't say that in the beginning well I have a theme that I'm trying to uh, uh, talk about uh, uh, you know s- uh, social responsibility as seen by the ultra rich or po- as pop- possibly being seen as the, by the ultra rich that's just the thing and this character I mean, his idea of giving money back to his employees has nothing to do with his part in the story. I mean, it's right. just something he thinks, you know,
0: no, I, and I, I realized that, but I just thought it was an interesting character trait for him. Yeah. Um, now the Xavier Quiller um, is Alfred Xavier Quiller is an ultra white nationalist that, that um, King has been asked to help in a most unusual case. Mm -hmm. Um, You really have put him up against the beast, haven't you?
1: Um, I guess. It depends on how you look uh, at America today. Here's this guy who's basically an orphan, uh, Alfred Xavier Quiller, who's a genius, uh, who is is alt-right, who's a, a scientist and an artist and all kinds of things, but he's filled with hatred. And that hatred drives his life, and um, so so you have you know you have that that character, um, and another guy says another guy who doesn't like him who said I'd rather see him dead, but he's being he's being railroaded by the government, and that's worse than anything he could possibly do. That's what uh, the rich man says, uh, Roger Ferris. Uh, so I I just put you know uh, the character in in that that story I just put <coughs> excuse me Joe Oliver in that situation and and I just see how, well how, did, how does it work out that, that's what I was thinking when I was writing it how does it work out when you take him in court and of course there's other things I mean this guy is being held in Rikers when when, when Joe was framed and sent to jail he went to Rikers and it broke him. And so now he has to go back to Rikers to talk to this guy. And it's, it's, it's really, it's very upsetting, internally upsetting for him, but he's going to do his job.
0: I I would imagine that the tension there with, with um, King is that he's got to confront his past. And now he has to confront his present in Quiller. It's an interesting dilemma for him. And one, I think a lot of people face, Maybe nowadays and maybe in the past as well. So uh, I I don't want to give the story away, but it is riveting. I I will say that I enjoyed this one. I guess this is one of my favorite books this year because it creates Mm. so many interesting questions for our society. I want to jump back and forth mm-hmm. with you. Um, I, I did extensive research on your on your biography. You've had a very interesting life, and you've made some very interesting choices um, about what you're going to write and where you're going to publish. Now, um, I don't know if most people know beyond the fact that you are a writer that you also have a lot of television cred and movie cred but I want to ask you, when you decided to start writing seriously in earnest uh, when you were 34, and I think you've got over 40 books published now, correct?
1: 60. but yeah,
0: 60. Oh, my yeah. God. Your Wikipedia page is out of date. <laughs> yeah. But that's 60, okay. 60 pay, books. My goodness. When you were growing up um, in California, did part of that upbringing inform how you were going to write? And once you moved... To the other coast, did that inform how you were going to write?
1: Well, I mean, the answer, of course, is yes. But but then, if you have, if you ask me how, I wouldn't know. Uh, I I I am who I you know I am who I am. You know, the there a lot of people uh, look at at um, at writing as if it were architecture. You know, when, and when you're an architect, you got to make you have to plan everything from the beginning, right. from the ground up. If you make one mistake, that building is going to fall down. Yes. and you know, so you you can't have that. Um, uh, writing, uh, painting, a few, there's a few other different art forms where uh, that kind of uh, uh, anticipation is anathema uh, to 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 the the to the creative uh, aspect. I just start writing. You know, I, I even if I outline something, I just start writing. I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know what these characters are going to do. I, you know, I I kind of understand where they sit. You know, but but you know, it's it, this is a creative. Uh, Thing, I mean, and that's why so many people f- fail at being writers because they think they need to know everything. And I, I tell everybody who's going to be a writer, I said, well, you know, the novel is bigger than your head. If the novel is not bigger than your head, if you can hold a whole novel in your head, it's not really worth it.
0: I you see. Know?
1: You know, and yeah. so you're you're creating something by bringing things together. You know, kind of like working like in in uh, you know uh, cosmology, like in physics. You know, you're 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 trying to imagine yes be and then and at some time fill it all in it's never completely finished but it's close
0: do you start with a character first and a what if or do you have an idea for a story that you plug your character into
1: it's all kinds of things you know I one time uh, uh, was talking to a guy and i and i said well you know debbie doesn't do it anymore and i just had the title and i said oh that's that's a book you know easy rollins it was the first sentence he says uh, I, I'd never seen a white man walk into Joppy's bar. You know, there everything. You know, it, it brings me to different places. Now, of course, once I know who Easy is, or Mouse is, or Joe King Oliver is, then I have that character. But still, you know, there's another story. I mean, the the story uh, that I probably stayed with me throughout this is I'm living in in an America today, where uh, people who should be working with each other are working against each other. Mm-hmm. People who who are who are, who, are, who have the same problems exactly see each other as enemies on that battlefield and if they got together everything would be better if they got together and they understood that 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 the, the that the economic systems are working against them and they and they you know they don't have to like each other they just have to say well we're having the same problem we don't like each other but the water is flooding in so we got to get the sandbags up we don't we don't have time to dislike each other because there's work to do uh, and and I think that a lot this book is about that and 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 many times you know'm I'm, I'm writing about that that uh, that you know because the idea of saying well you know uh, I, I don't like this person because of their their age their race their gender uh you know their sexual preferences all of that stuff you know
0: it's kind of minor
1: stuff compared to the problems that you know people have not only in America around the world
0: I agree with you I think that's a a brilliant way of describing it. Thank you for saying that. Um, And and speaking of, I want to just kind of veer a little bit off path. Um, In The Green Room, we talked about you, you are a legendary author, but you are also a legendary Black author. And when you started writing, there were Mm -hmm. not a lot of Black writers who got published. So you were very intentional about where you went to have your books published when you first started. Uh, sometimes you for, forgot you had forgone uh, advances to, you know, to publish where you felt it was best for you. Um, obviously, that's worked well for you. You are incredibly well known. You are legendary, and I'm honored that you're here. What about today's writers? Um, I read a lot on social media and in various blog posts and so on that. Um, black writers and people of color are having a difficult time getting published. Although I think that if you look at recently Left Coast Crime, we had authors of color who were winning all the awards uh, and it was really lovely. Is it still as much of a problem or is it more of a problem, do you think?
1: Well, it's not certainly not more of a problem, but you know, if you look at the history of the mystery writers of America, if you look at the history of who was winning the big awards from them year after year. Uh, Before uh, the, 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 the advent of sisters in crime, women would win every four or five years, the major awards. After sisters in crime, they won every other year. So obviously sisters in crime coming together in that organization was enough of a threat, uh, to, to the, you know, the, the, the old guard at, at the mystery writers. Now old guard is gone, but you know, it was enough of a threat that they realized, well, you know, we're just going to lose uh, membership and, 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 clout if we don't start paying more attention to women, not because they thought they should be paying more attention to women, but because it was a problem. Uh, a, a woman, uh, Kelly Garrett and I started an organization called uh, Crime Writers of Color.
0: Yes, I know. uh,
1: Which has, I think, 400 members now.
0: It does. Uh, Kelly's been on this show. She's quite a a woman. She just won one of the Left Coast Awards. She's just delightful.
1: I think that that our organization... has had an impact on, you know, you know, awards and, you know, awards is an impact on publishing. And, you know, there's, there's all of that, you know, all of that, that happens. Um, That uh, I'm always a little uh, delicate about saying, well, you know, uh, black writers are having trouble getting published, you know, 30 years ago. I mean, there weren't any black writers being published, hardly any. And so yeah okay fine we're, we're having trouble getting published now There are at least a thousand you know now that might not be uh you know uh the the equal share of, of you know our you know 11 or 12 percent of the the country's population however uh i do know there are a great many uh white writers who have trouble getting published? A, a great many who are not getting published. Some because they're not very good writers. Some because uh, their writing hasn't been recognized yet. Some because uh, people look at it and they they don't they don't see that as you know like you know if, if you uh, all of a sudden you're writing about uh, you know a, a gay detective or a trans detective and uh, you might find you know, some publisher being a, afraid of that uh, using you know some of the the pressures from the past not the, the, the open avenues of the present. Um, so, yeah, you know, I mean, I think that, you know, we need to work, you know, I, and I don't want to say, well, you know, uh, black people in America have it easy now. We don't. Uh, there, there's, you know, many, 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 many issues that we face, not the least of which is publishing. But I, I do think that things have gotten better, um, but that doesn't mean they're going to keep getting better. And that doesn't mean they may not start getting worse. So, you know, we have to keep working at
0: it. You have to work well, at it, yeah.
1: But you know, a lot of people are published now, and that's great. I'm re- I'm really happy about it.
0: I am too, uh, and I'm 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 very happy to see more and more become mm-hmm. published. I, when I look at the catalogs that come out from all the big houses and even the smaller ones, um, there is a very nice diverse selection. So I'm happy to see that. I I hope that no one gives up, and you're right. Part of the um, the secret sauce for being a success in publishing is writing a really good book, like you said. And I guess writing uh, a book that
1: people like. And 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 let's not forget the reason that the publishers are publishing black people is because people are buying those books. Right. If people stop buying books by black people, publishers will stop publishing those books. I mean, that's just a fact. But before, they didn't believe that Black people would read about Black people or Black women read about Black men or whatever. Uh, but, that, you know, that, that's what's changed, They're, that the publishers are able to make money on it.
0: It's interesting to me that you say that because I have your very first book, "Devil in a Blue Dress," still mm-hmm. on my on my bookshelves, um, and I remember reading it, not knowing anything about you. I just read the story now, uh, and that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but I do know that you're right. Um, you know, a lot of people ask me since I talk to so many authors all the time. You know, what's the secret sauce to success? And we, you absolutely are right. You have to start with a really good, relevant story that someone is interested in reading. You mm-hmm. have to have a great editor and a great cover art. After that, I don't know, Mister Mosley. Is it eighty percent, you know, fairy dust? <laughs> the rest, you either get lucky or you don't. Uh, how do you explain it to anybody? How well, you're part of it? Works? I think
1: is always luck.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, uh,
1: part of it is you know the 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 story you tell, how you tell the story, because you know a lot. There's a lot of bad fiction that gets published and, and sold a lot of i mean we both know that i mean and it's not i mean i'm not going to start naming names or saying anything about it it's, it's just it's just true because people like you know a, a lot of people you know i have a big problem with the university and writing uh, universities you know they're talking about shakespeare and they're talking about right. you know charles dickens and i'm saying man what are you talking about you know it it's it's like that popular fiction yeah. um is telling is doing a whole bunch of different things for the audience and of course the publisher is also doing it. the publishers you know doing you know marketing the publisher is trying to get publicity uh we try to do things like this interview uh and 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 it's it's the way th- that you build some writers you know, some really great writers uh for instance james silence are there i mean they're like the best but they're not selling that many books You know, that, you know, nobody's, nobody wants in the publishing world wants to get behind them because they, they don't see how they're going to make money on it, you know, and and other people, you know, myself, uh, at least halfway to being really, really successful as a writer, you know, I've written a lot of books. And so therefore I've sold a lot of books and I'm published in many countries and that's, you know, uh, and people, you know, like the work that's good, you know, I'm, I'm glad, uh, but,
0: one of the things I noticed about you when I was doing some research on you is that you are very creative in other aspects besides writing. You've written for film and television. You also, and I can see behind you, um, are an artist, and I like your art very much. It's it's interesting to me. It is something I would love to have hanging on my wall because I am an art junkie as well as a book junkie. I'm also a cat junkie. I have a whole bunch of those, too. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. <laughs> I won't. But um, tell me what other creative endeavors do you have? Do you like to dance? Are you a singer? Do you like to cook? What other things do you like? Well, I
1: do cook, but, you know, I just cook, you know, you cook because you eat, you know. The uh. other creative things, like, for instance, like, if you see right here, um, that that drawing is not mine. I love it, but it's not mine. But it's a comic book I wrote about the thing, member of the Fantastic Four. Yes from Marvel comics. And then the other ones here behind me, these are things that I've drawn. I, you know, I, I'm a, I, I do a lot of drawing. I do a lot of, uh, um, you know, I, I, I work, I'm work a lot with film. I have been doing a lot of work with film, which has been, uh, interesting. It doesn't interest me as much as writing fiction. Uh, I love poetry, but I'm not very good at it, but at least that taught me how to write better fiction. um, I, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fairly political. I have a, a you know, I, I, was, I dropped out of a PhD program in, in political theory many years ago. Uh, I loved do, studying it, but I, I realized I didn't want to teach uh, and I didn't want to be a theoretician, really.
0: And, um, and anymore any these days, it doesn't sound like it's, you know, if you're creative at all, it doesn't sound like the thing you want to get involved in. It's a, that's a hard, it's a hard topic to broach with many, many people these days. But, you know, thinking,
1: I think thinking is the major, you know, creative uh, element of life. Like if you're still interested in life and you see what's happening, you know, with people in places uh, and my novels oftentimes reflect that. Like I wrote a book called John Woman, uh, which is about a deconstructionist historian. I mean, th- just the idea, you know, of, of using the word deconstructionist is just so much fun and, in, in, you know, in my life, because there's a, a there's a way to understand the world. The world re- represents itself in a uh, in a way that says you have to have fealty to the past. That everything has gone before. You have to believe in it. But. You know, but any deconstructionist, uh, Kuhn was one of the major one, K.U.H.N. in his structure of scientific revolutions is like you you see the world, uh, you and you have to see it as it is right it now, is. not as you were told in the past. It's really wonderful thing to be able to write a book about that it's like hey this is this is really cool this is really wonderful and I think that you know uh and I always tell people people talk about success you know and and and, you know it's America so success means you make a lot of money I don't make a lot of money I make enough which is good but uh if I wanted to make a lot of money I'd be in real estate but there's not much creative you know other than how well you steal in real estate so (laughs) so I don't do that you know
0: you have an interest in science fiction as well, don't you?
1: I've written 13 or 14 books of science fiction. I have a new one coming out in November, I think, called Touch. It's coming out from Grove Atlantic. Uh, and, and I like, you know, because you know, if you can't, I always say it like this. You know, if, if we, that's black people or people of color, are not writing uh, uh, about the future, then we won't be in the future. And that's, that's a very, I think that's very important.
0: It's a great point. It's interesting to me that a lot of women are writing science fiction, fantasy, space opera, things like that now, and some of it is quite good, actually, and I like it a lot. Um, whose book are you currently reading, Mr. Mosley? What am
1: I reading? You know what I'm reading? I'm, I'm reading Walter Isaacson's biography of Einstein ah, right now. It's and a fabulous a, book. I'm having no end of fun. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I've had it for a long time, but I, I just wanted to to a a a a. a a book fair that he's one of the people who organize it uh, wow. down in New Orleans. And I was talking to him and it was fun because we were talking about fiction. You know, he was, he was being very nice to me and he said, well, you know, you're you're a real writer, you write fiction. And I said, no, it's much harder to write the truth than it is to write a lie. You know, like, it's interesting. you know, because you know, in, in the truth, the truth has nine million facts, but you only have 9,000 that you can put down in this book of yours. And so uh, what happened to, you know, to the other, you know, 8,990,000 facts? What, what, what where, did, what did you do right. with them? What do you do with you those? Know?
0: Exactly.
1: And, and, uh, you know, it was really fun talking to him and, and I, I, you know, and I wanted to get back and I realized that the reason that I like his writing is because he's very pedestrian. He, he talks about the big, big, big thoughts and he right. thought, talks about the everyday, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, his books are are really, really popular, and I know a lot of our hosts like them, too. Um, There are very few nonfiction books that I'm going to glom onto, but that's one of them, because it's just his style of writing, I think, that, you know. It makes it very relatable. Does that make sense?
1: Well, you identify with the with the characters. You're saying, yes. oh, yes. well, he was, a, he was a great physicist, but, you know, as a husband, he wasn't so good. <laughs> he was a, a good father, but, you know, he kind of did the wrong things. You know, I mean, that kind of stuff, you know, you love to know and you love to see where it blends in. Because, you know, whatever you do, it blends in with your everyday life.
0: Yes, it does. It has
1: to. You can't yes. just completely isolate no this
0: is true and I I think that's why I I read so much rather than I don't own a television so uh, I I don't want to get caught up in anything that's on television anymore when reality shows started I I got rid of it completely because it it made me crazy Um, you can be creative but please be real be be really creative so um, Walter who do you have your eye on as, as an up and coming writer that you'd really like everyone to know about
1: well, that's interesting. I, I I'm not sure, you know, because all the up and coming ones are people who are like already, you know, uh, uh, there. Steph Cha, uh, 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 certainly Kelly Garrett, um, uh, S. A. Sean Cosby. Sean, you know, I right. mean, but these are people, you know, who are who are out there already. It's it's and, you know, one of the things it's so hard, you know, if if you go back maybe 400 years a little bit more, uh, in in the in the the European tradition. Um, you could have every important book ever written in your library. Every important book. And you could read them again and again and again. There's a thousand books, there's 2,000 books. There's not even more than that. And then now, you know, they publish a thousand books every day.
0: Yes. And so true. it's
1: really hard to keep up with everything. You know, if I'm going to, you know, uh, you know co- uh, commit my time uh, to reading um uh, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, Einstein book, than by Isaacson, I'm, it, it's like, well, that's, that's 999 other books that I'm not reading. That's right. You know, and It's a
0: little bit slower read than it would be if you're reading fiction too, because you want to grasp bit, the ideas. Yeah.
1: A little bit, but you know, even if it wasn't, I mean, it's, the, you know, and of course the, the other thing is, it's like somebody will come up to me and say, well, I just read War and Peace. You know, or no, they didn't say I just read. They say I read War and Peace. And my question always is, well, how many times? And then they go, well, I read it once. I said, once isn't good enough. You know, you can't see a movie in one sitting. This is true. Yeah, you miss
0: so many little pieces of it. I agree with you. I have a group of probably 25 or 30 books that I regularly read mm-hmm. over the years. And uh, I pick up something different every time. And maybe that's me because I'm getting older. And I see things in a little bit different ways than I did the first time I read the book. So I understand exactly where you're coming from there. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah. I mean, some books are great. And, you know, and and so I, I, I haven't. So I... I and I, because I don't read that fast, the idea of saying, well, okay, I'll spend this afternoon uh, reading this new author, you know, it's not this afternoon, it's a few days, you know, of right, me right. really getting into it. And, and a lot of times I don't have the time, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm not that worried about it, because, you know, there's a whole, all these people in the business of finding and publishing, you know, art, and there are a lot of people who, who help with that. So.
0: Yes, sir. We are celebrating Women's History Month, Women's Her Story Month. Um, Mm -hmm. Who would you say is a woman who inspired you? any, Or who continues to or has in the past? Uh, What woman do you think about as being inspirational?
1: Well, certainly Edna O'Brien, who was once a teacher of mine and who I think is the greatest writer, living writer in the English language. Um, uh, you know people who i know like you know became friends with but first i knew them as writers uh sonia sanchez uh, june jordan uh, her her uh, memoir uh soldier is just extraordinary i i love i love tony morrison i had so much fun with her you know me really and you know, she was i think that she's you know a really like not only is her writing uh, great but she's had this incredible impact um she has on 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 uh, writers and women as 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 writers, you know, in, in charge of their own lives. Uh, you know, I mean, there's so many extraordinary uh, uh, women writers. You know, that you know start you to start talking about It's been in fiction, you know, Octavia Butler, but also Ursula Le Guin. Uh, yeah, she uh, was amazing. You know, there's, yeah, she there's was
0: amazing. that's there's, your science fiction geek coming out, right? With her, well, she was you just know, so, I think really that, incredible.
1: I also think that that the smartest writers have always been science fiction writers. I and mean, this is just the, the case, because science fiction writers have their their when you read them, their well of knowledge is it's, you know, maybe a lot of people have that well of knowledge, but not everybody can bring it into the work. You know, it's it's, uh, it's, it's, it's the really world building
0: part that is is difficult, isn't it?
1: Uh, I guess I, I'm I'm not. I think that I guess that's that's it. You know, but on the other hand, you know, I, I was friends with, with Octavia. And wow. uh, one time she she she's told me, she said, Look, I had I I was I had these neighbors, they lived next door, they were scientists. Uh, they asked me what I did. I told them I was a writer, they said, Can I see a book? They she gave them her book. And a few weeks later they told her, they said, Well, you know, we saw this book Girls, science fiction, and we gave it to our children. You know? <laughs> You know, it, it was it was a very painful thing for her. I and mean, you look at Octavia. I mean, it's great, you know, how much people love her today. But that yeah. wasn't true in her lifetime.
0: Right, right. And,
1: and that's and that was really, you know, it was said. I mean, it was among you know writers we knew. but you know, it, it wasn't that a big, big popularity that she has today.
0: Well, now they're making money
1: off those books, but it's for her, you know.
0: Yeah, I want to just say thank you to the glorious, wonderful, ebullient. Fabulous man, uh, Walter Mosley, who who gave me his time today. The new book is Every Man a King. It is available in bookstores everywhere. Mr. Mosley, it's been an absolute joy to talk to you. Well, thank, thank you so much. much. It's
1: wonderful. Yes.
0: Will I see you in BoucherCon this year?
1: Yes, I'll be there.
0: Okay. I'll make sure to say hello. I have a picture of you and I from Bouchercon St. Pete, I think. I believe, uh, or maybe Thriller Fest. I'm not sure. Thank you so much. That's New here. York.
1: huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll be there. It'll be fun.
0: It'll be fun. We have the media room. So I, I hope you'll come in and see us again. Will do. All right. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for being with me, folks. Please go and get Walter Mosley's new book. It is just fantastic. And for those of you who don't see as well, like me, the font is nice and big, and it's a little glorious story. Thank you very much, everybody. And thank you, Mom and Dad. See you later.